Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Did you just were about to say your line? I don't know, but Tiffany looked like she forgot there was a microphone there. I closed my eyes to try and do it like just flow with the rhythm and when i started talking the microphone wasn't what where i expected it to be and then i was like am i lightheaded what's going on it's great Did you just get a boner <laughs> oh my god i lost so much blood flow to my head that i got dizzy i'm sorry guys what's up <laughs> uh, okay so on was, that note was that a good segue not really um <laughs> So you guys remember way back in the days of your, I don't know what that means. So like February, 2020. I'm not actually sure. Uh, episode 34. Yeah, that's not February. No. Um, 101 things to do with your ashes. Oh, Are we continuing that? Out. Kind of. It's a, I have a little bit of a continuation. I found a couple more things on that. But we're also going to talk about burial and funeral rituals. Oh. Ooh. Ashley Faye. So I found like two of them that I've wanted to cover, but I can't really find enough information to f- make a full episode. So I'm taking a page out of Rebecca's book. Yes. And we're just going to go through a couple different things. I did want to say we are talking about a lot of rituals and traditions from different cultures all over the world. So please bear with me with pronunciations and also know that we may joke and we may make comments, but we are in no way demeaning or trying to uh, disrespect. Thank you. (laughs) Any of these cultures or people that may have or do practice these. One thousand percent. So wanted to put that out there because there was a couple that came up that I'm like, oh. And I was like, wait, this is sacred to someone. I'm so, sorry. So like me during the Stockholm episode when I didn't know how to pronounce anything. Yeah. Or we didn't know the difference between Switzerland and Sweden. We have maps now. It's fine. We do have maps uh, now. Looking at that, I still would not have been able to tell the difference. Just FYI. It's fine. Anyway. So like I said, I found a couple more. If cremation is still your go-to, I found a couple more options for you. In South Korea... So a law passed in the year 2000 in South Korea requiring anyone who buried a loved one to remove the grave after 60 years because of dwindling graveyard space. What do you do with it after that? (laughs) They would have to, I believe, they have to bring up the tomb and then cremate the bones. Oh, okay. That's not a super uncommon practice, though. No, a lot of places that have space issues will do that. And anytime there's like unmarked graves, sometimes they'll go in and kind of like clear them out after so long. There is a significance to the 60 years. But again, these are all kind of shallow dives. I think that they believe that after that time that the souls had plenty of time to pass. Mm -hmm. So, And if not, you need a salt and burn? Probably. (laughs) That's what Sam and Dean taught us. They've taught me many things. Moving on. Um, Because of dwindling graveyard space, cremation has become much more popular just from the get-go. Families don't always opt for ashes. There are several companies that will compress their cremains into gem-like beads. The beads have a bit of a shine to them and come in an array of colors. Generally, I saw pink, black, and turquoise. were the color options and in most cases these would just be placed in glass vases or open dishes and they would be placed in the home almost as a altar to the passing relative oh i like that so these are usually chosen in place of a more conventional urn they would just turn them into basically a piece of art to have in the home i really like that Mm -hmm. i don't remember what i decided i wanted done with my body after that episode you mentioned earlier but um this one 
I like that one. You want to for, be for some reason, I remember making you into the heart of the ocean and then throwing you overboard. Ooh, like, yeah, we were going to turn you into a diamond part of you. I think we both were going to like split up our body and do a lot of different things with it. I was not going to space, though. No, you were not going to space. I still just want to donate my body. Yes. So in Japan, it's apparently common practice that family members will pick up bones of their loved ones after cremation and place them into the urns. The foot bones go in first and the head last. And this is one of several stages following a wake around the open casket, the giving of a Buddhist name to the deceased and a funeral. They generally have family graves with space for several urns. I think they have similar issue to South Korea. I think cremation is big over there too. Quick question. Yes. I've seen urns before. Are these like specialty urns where you can fit the skull in there? Because like the opening on an urn is not big. Well, I mean, urns can go be anything really you think i mean i know you're thinking of like the traditional urn that's like a vase well you've got that and like my grandpa's in an urn that has like a deer on top of it and my grandma jokes she wants to be cremated and put in one that has a hunter and she wants to be pointing at my grandpa <laughs> God, that's so amazing. like <laughs> i believe we have this exact clip of audio in the, in the original other yeah, i don't care it's still amazing but like i i've seen a bunch of different types of urns but they've all had like smaller openings so that's pretty well cool. then yeah i'd assume it's probably like a box i believe there's actually a, i saved a picture for the blog so we'll be able to see the uh, container that they're putting them in cool okay now to your funeral <laughs> funeral uh funeral pies p-y-r-e-s Pyres. 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 I like funeral pies better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In uh, Crestone, Colorado. It's a small town in Colorado and the location of the only outdoor cremation site in the United States. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Hmm. People can be cremated there regardless of religion, with the body typically wrapped in a cloth and surrounded by wood and branches of juniper. If they wish, a family member can actually set the torches themselves. I love that. Um, this practice is part of a growing, quote, natural death movement in the United States, including the green bur- burial bur- bur- burials and home funerals. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Will you set me on fire? Yeah, I think we already talked about that's what Rebecca wants. Well, we just yeah, need to practice what we're gonna archery. Do with me yeah, we're is I'm gonna take, we're going to take a foot of mine, turn it into a firework, and then use that to light the funeral pyre that is floating on a lake. A yes. foot? You want a foot to I be don't the need, firework? A what? It doesn't <laughs> need to be that big of a firework. No, I'm just getting details here because unless it's put in your will, I need it recorded. Yeah, no, I... So when I go to your family and I'm like, trust me, this, <laughs> this is, what is what she wants. And they would be like, oh, no, that tracks. No, <laughs> when you walk up with like a handsaw and you're like, it's fine. I just need to see her. You won't even see it in the casket. It's fine. For the viewing. It will still appear that she has her combat boots on. Don't worry. I brought newspaper for stuffing. It's fine. Yes. Just look away. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. Um, okay. Just some interesting factoids about typical burials. It's believed that the positioning of a body in the grave is very important. Christian burials are traditionally oriented with the head pointed west and the feet east, according to the coming of Christ on Judgment Day. In Islam, bodies are perpendicular to the Mecca with the face looking towards it. And in some cases, people who are believed to have led lives of sin are purposely disrespected by being buried upside down or at a crossroad. Oh, that's how you get ghosts. Yeah, crossroads are, um, hmm? <laughs> I've also heard about that, like burying people vertically. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard about it, but only because it was on like one of those. I don't want to body. Yeah, I, was, I don't want to say like murder groups on Facebook, but like um, <laughs> murder groups on Facebook. Yeah, yeah th- those like- are called <laughs> podcast fan pages. Yeah, they really are. Um, where it was like bury the body vertical and then put an animal on top of it. So when the dogs come by and and then plant flowers that are poisonous to animals yeah. on top of that. Exactly. Don't you know. do any of that. Nope. Unless that's how you choose to be entombed when you go, then have someone arrange that. So next, we are moving on to the hanging coffins of China. Oh, this sounds odd. (laughs) Odd. Um, There were a few tribes, most notably the Bo people of the Hemp Pond Valley in southwest China. Rebecca and (laughs) Tiffany both look to map. Um, (laughs) They gave us the county, but I... The, the county? Yeah, it's uh, it says in southwest China's Gongzhen County. So today the Bo tribe are most completely forgotten, except for the dramatic hanging coffins they have left behind. A array of wooden caskets that extend from the rock face to a height of almost 300 feet. Holy cannolis. Uh, located just above the crab stream, the 160 coffins were placed above the cliffs within natural caves, with some resting on wooden posts that extend out from the cliffside. The precipice itself features many murals that are painted with bright red colors, many of which depict the lives of the bow people. Today, the locals refer to the long-lost civilization by such names as the Sons of the Cliffs and Subjugators of the Sky. But why they entered the dead in this way remains a complete mystery. That's really cool. I would be absolutely terrified if I saw that. It's kind of strange to see. Like, honestly, you can't really tell what it is at first. But, like, my main thing is just on, like, a flat rock face. So how they got these up there is uh, fascinating. Huh. So pictures on the book. Okay. But yeah, that's the craziest part to me. It's just like how they got, if you look up hanging coffins, it'll come up probably. So your next option is to be buried in a fantasy coffin. I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask for clarification. Oh yeah. Nope. That's it. (laughs) Next is to (laughs) this. This sounds right up my alley, by the way. Um, Carpenters in the greater Acre region of Ghana have embraced building coffins as an art form. Tradition has developed for people to be buried in coffins, which represent what they loved in life. And an artful coffin is built specifically for them. They can be anything from roosters to battleships to a pack of cigarettes. Okay. There's also fish and planes and a shoe and one that looks like a car. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I keep going back and forth on what I want. I'm just going to have a whole smorgasbord. Uh, um, you could be like, we could just do like they do in Japan and just have like the wake and uh-huh. then have a funeral and then cremate your remains and you can just do it all. I am. Because Lord knows if her birth month <laughs> is celebrated. <laughs> her death. Her death is just going to be century. like. Century. Yes. I mean, as long as you're prepared for this, it's you, fine. you should be from Mexico so that every year on Dia de los Muertos, you can just come back and just go back a different way. Hold up. You're not putting pictures up at me of me at Christmas or whatever day. <laughs> I do love Christmas, so that would work too. You'll be the star Halloween. of my tree. I love how like the default to <laughs> Tiffany is like, you're going to put pictures up of my dead ass on Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> I mean that too, but um, no. I need someone to sculpt a Tiffany angel to put on top of my tree, please. P.O. Box. Oh. 26. Hashtag 26. Oh my God. 
Uh, oh, you're getting an angel for the top of your... If I get you an angel for the top of your Christmas tree that looks like me, would you put it up? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Could it be the angel that looks that's supposed to be singing and has like the inappropriate, almost sexual look on their face? Yes, if it's completely yes. nude. <laughs> or like its arms fling back and the cape just comes off. Hagrid would be like, what the ever-living fuck? <laughs> Even better if I put it on my office tree. <laughs> What is it? Oh, that's the um, you know, that is the Saint Saint Tiffany Tiffany of uh, Felicio. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm googling custom Christmas tree top for you people. Just wait. <laughs> oh, so the next option is to be buried like a Tibetan or Mongolian monk Ooh. in a sky burial. A sky burial? That does mm-hmm. not sound fun. Um, many Buddhists in Mongolia and Tibet believe that the transmigration of spirits after death, that the soul moves on while the body becomes an empty vessel. To return it to the earth, the body is chopped into pieces mm-hmm. and placed on a mountaintop, which exposes it to the elements, including vultures. Well, that got graphic quickly. <laughs> I don't think I like it. Um, I mean, I appreciate the effectiveness and their philosophical view on mm-hmm. how that works. But damn. <laughs> Um, While this may seem undignified and even a bit gross, the ritual makes complete sense from a Buddhist perspective. Buddhists have no desire to preserve or commemorate a dead body, something that is seen as an empty vessel. Moreover, in tune with their respect for all life, Buddhists see it as only fitting that one's final act is to have their remains to sustain the life of other living creatures. That makes total sense. Can I put in a request? Instead of having to house Tiffany's ashes for one month out of the year, because we all know her shit's going to be rotated so she can be with everybody, can I just... Just like do something big and like memory of your vessel but and just be done with it yeah no mm. no like once a year like instead of having like this awkward you know phallic shaped box <laughs> i was gonna say celine dion bust full of her ashes oh good option we could do like one of the makeover barbies so you could have a different look every time. oh my god oh yes oh you oh. guys Wow. You're gonna and then look. if your ship becomes haunted, you know she does not appreciate that eyeshadow exactly. and her eyebrows are not on fleek, bitch. You forgot to put her lipstick on today. Oh, don't forget the lipstick. And by the way, like my eyebrows are. <laughs> I, t- I don't touch these punks. That- well, I pluck them, but I don't. I don't mess with these, girl. Don't mess with my eyebrows on my Barbie. If I die right now, just remember to keep that massive pimple that's underneath mine right now, okay? I got you. What are you talking about? (laughs) You can't see it, but bitch hurts. Anytime I'm expressive, which let's be real. I'm sorry your eyebrow is having a moment. My eyebrow is having a moment and my chin because, you know, stress is fun. What if I put my picture on a star? Nope. Damn it. It has to be a full (laughs) body. like the angel, the whole kit caboodle. Okay. So they see it as only fitting. And today, over 80% of Tibetan Buddhists choose sky burial. The ritual has been reserved for, reserved, observed for thousands of years. That is really cool. So for it makes sense. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to use it. And to me, the way I look at it, if I'm going to donate mine and go to like one of the educational grave sites where they just like cover me in leaves. Yeah. I'm probably going to be eaten by something anyway. It's fine. So on to pit burials. That sounds like something that's not done on purpose. Oh, no, it is. Though the traditional burial is now outlawed, the Haida of the Pacific Northwest would place their deceased into a large pit behind the village for the animals to eat. But the series of events following the death of a chief 
shaman, or warrior were considerably more intricate. In those cases, the body would be crushed to a pulp with (gasps) clubs so that it could fit into a small wooden box the size of a suitcase. Oh my God. Following that, the box would be placed atop a special totem pole in front of the deceased house where the icons acted as guardians for the spirit's journey to the afterlife. Do the <gasps> spirits allow carry-ons? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. You must be this. Big. I'm sorry. No, no disrespect, but like ah, I don't know why they chose to go about it that way, but their whole thought process was so that they didn't get eaten, but no. um, crushed to a pulp with clubs might be a little dramatic. I mean, that is a good way. I mean, cremation, you can keep the ashes, but are you really getting like all of the person or like just your person it's uh, well generally not no yeah. but um but I like mean, for a chief or a warrior like i mean you're making sure you you were physically doing it make sure everything's there mm-hmm. so and i mean resources. they do still have to usually even with cremation for ashes they usually have to break some stuff up afterwards so yeah i mean like for tradition it sounds amazing i just wasn't prepared for beat to a pulp with clubs yeah no most people aren't i mean some people are, obviously, because it happened. Trigger warning? <laughs> <laughs> it's my episode that's kind of a blanket statement, I think. Fair. So, now we're on to the Zoroastrian Vulture Funeral, or the Tower of Silence. I don't like either of those names. Well, that's what it's called. So, the Zoroastrians have a thing with dead bodies. What they see as something that defiles everything it touches. Whether it be the ground, clothes, people, and even fire. The funeral gets off to a rousing start by having the corpse cleansed with bull urine. Oh. Why? Hey. Uh, Which is a practice that can only be done by a specialized, trained member of the community. Once, quote, cleansed... The corpse is laid in linen and visited twice by the Sagdid, which is a dog that cast away evil spirits. I like that. After mourners visit the corpse, touching is strictly forbidden. It is placed atop the Dakma, or the Tower of Silence, where they remove the clothes using tools. And then the clothes and tools are both later disposed of because they have been defiled. Following this, the body is quickly devoured by vultures. The entire ritual is done this way to ensure the minimal amount of harm and injury to the living. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, but for some reason, these people have a very, very bad view of death and dead bodies. I mean, that I understand. The thing I'm getting hung up on is in a majority of cultures... Fire is considered cleansing. So how do you land on bull urine? They don't want anything touching. The only thing I could think of with the bull urine is maybe it attracts the vultures. Like maybe the smell attracts because like their goal is to get it up there and they want it gone like as soon as possible. Okay. So I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of is why they use that. I mean, I know nothing about bull urine or vultures or the culture of burial for these right this culture well the only thing i can think because i know like when you go hunting can't you use like deer urine like female deer urine to attach so like i wonder if it attracts maybe other animals that's the only thing i could think of yeah for those who aren't familiar with hunting you can buy female deer urine to attract a buck Mm -hmm. to then hunt i mean when an animal passes away it expels everything so that makes sense Yeah. yeah so okay all right that makes sense uh although i will say and I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but after spending like an extended period of time with a two-year-old, a tower of silence sounds nice. <laughs> Just not that tower of silence. You could go to your goat tower. Okay, I'll do it. Another noisy with- two. 
I just want some quiet. Something about kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> the goat sympathy laugh. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. All right. So next on to something a little more um, less dramatic. The Cavatino tree burial. The Cavatino people believe that trees breathe life into us, so why not return the favor? When reaching death, a person will choose a tree, which is then hollowed out in anticipation of their death. For burial, they are entombed vertically inside of the trees. Question. That's so cool. Does that not kill the tree? I would imagine so, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I just I just wondered. Um, and I also I don't get the whole theory of like breathing life when you're putting a dead body into them, but... I mean, I kind of understand it. Like, if you don't understand how trees absorb nutrients, because how can you? Yeah. Based on limited observation, like, why not put the source of life directly into the thing you're trying to give it to? So, like, that I follow. But also, yeah. like, aren't dead bodies great fertilizer? Not yeah. So that's great. Not, yeah, not inside of Well, no, but I could see how, like, you would think it would bring great life. Well, that's like the practice of burying your placenta. A lot of women will do that because it's so nourishing and it's like putting life back into the earth. But yeah, I don't see. I feel like that would kill them, but maybe not. Maybe I mean, if they this is have a, done it in a way that it doesn't. Yeah, if this is a tradition that's been passed down for so long, I imagine it can't kill the trees off because then they wouldn't have any trees. I don't know, but it's fascinating. So now going on to water burials. Nope. Many Thanks. cultural <laughs> culturals, many cultures, especially in Nordic countries, have embraced water in their ritual of choice for the dead. From laying coffins atop cliffs facing towards the water to actually using the water as a burial ground. Some set bodies adrift in, quote, death ships, either along a river or sent out to the oceans, giving the bodies back to the gods or places most valued by people in the area. That's what Rebecca wants. Mm hmm. Including Viking funerals. Yeah. <laughs> which I think most of us are familiar with. I know we've talked about them a couple times on our show, which is a strange thing to say, but it's fine. So the traditional Viking funeral that you hear of is where a body, along with their, quote, grave goods, such as weapons, jewelry, and other prized possessions, are placed on a burial boat and sent to sea and most times caught on fire. Rebecca, hmm. I think I might, I might not change your death plan. Why? So according to historical accounts, the ritual following the death of a chieftain in the group was exceptionally more brutal. Once dead, a chieftain's body was put into a temporary grave for 10 days while new clothes were being prepared for him. During this time, one of his slave girls would, quote, volunteer to join him in the afterlife. <gasps> she was then guarded day and night and given copious amounts of intoxicating drugs and drinks. Once the cremation ceremony got started, the girl went from tent to tent to have sex with every man in the village. As the men were having sex with her, or what we might know today as rape, they would say, tell your master that I did this because of my love for him. No. Following this, the girl was taken to a tent where she had sex with six Viking men. She was strangled to death with rope and finally stabbed by a village matriarch. No. <coughs> um, clarification, what part of my plan are you changing? <laughs> and finishing this, this is how Viking funerals actually went down. And to finish it off, the bodies of the chieftain and slave girl were placed on board of a wooden ship that was set alight. The Vikings did this to ensure that the slave girl would serve her master in the afterlife, while the sexual rights were a way to transform the chieftain's life force. So, I'm sorry, but um, when, when you pass away, we're not going to honor you as a chief. It's just not happening. That's fine. Cool. <laughs> like, it's just like, just light me on fire in the water, please. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. It was a little more dark than just like, mm, you served us well. 
Jeez, Louise, Rebecca. Oh, I, I thought it was just... <laughs> not a chieftain. I thought it was just like um, the 21 gun salute, but with flaming arrows. No. No. Sorry. Um, Jeez. Yeah. That got dork. Dork. <laughs> it got Ooh. real dork. You know, I was expecting when I was planning my notes, I was really expecting you to be like, how many people died today, Ashley? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally cannot count on this one. <laughs> one or two just a few it's fine um so now we're going to move on to a few ways of mourning and some of the funerals that people put on not rituals but like what people do to honor okay people that have died um do we want to pause for a quick drink break before we dive on into that why not wine not wine rebecca uh, mead anybody (laughs) do you mead mead oh (laughs) I was like, uh... That would be a hell yes, please. <laughs> Drink Blake to explain the joke. Beer B, guys. Bye. B-E-E-R. B-E-E-R, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. We all grew up listening to stories of creatures in far-off lands. Whether it was the Easter Bunny, leprechauns, or something else, they were made to explain the unexplained and to entertain. With Cryptid Technical, we'd like to do both while mixing in a little bit of comedy. We're hoping that you sit down, find one you'd like to hear about, and enjoy the show. New episodes upload Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all major podcatchers. After that very uh, scattered drink break, I hope you had some good conversations with your friends because we all cried. Um, (laughs) Well, Rebecca didn't. No. She just gave us looks like she was going to kill us. Let's talk about how people celebrate slash mourn people that have moved on. So once Rebecca offs us for everything we do, (laughs) what, uh, what are the options? In Tana Taraha in eastern Indonesia, funerals are wild affairs involving the whole village. They can last anywhere from days to weeks. Families save up for long periods of time to raise the resources for the lavish funeral, where sacrificial water buffalo will carry the deceased soul to the afterlife. Everybody's got a water buffalo. Thank you. <laughs> Yours is fast, but mine is slow. Where you get one, I don't know. Everybody has a water Your buffalo. buffalo. All the greatest respect to this culture. I love I mean, you guys. Everybody has a water buffalo. It just depends on how fast or slow they take you to the afterlife. Until that moment, which can take place years after the physical death, the uh, dead relative is referred to as simply a person who is sick. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for snort laughing. Or even who is asleep. Okay, that could be me. Okay, we went from like one extreme of like, this is a vessel. It no longer means anything because this person is no longer inhabiting it to it's been eight years. The body's still here, but they're just sleeping. But they haven't found their water buffalo yet. Well, that and you said they have to save up money yes. for this extravagant for the, affair. Exactly. So um, like um, if you guys had to rely on me to provide an extravagant affair for you, like you'd be chilling up here in the studio for quite a while. Ew. Nobody We'd refrigerate it. Do you know how hot it is? Who's in here? this we? If we're gone, you're not doing shit. Both of you are not leaving me at once. So you're just going to lie down between us. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. Um, (laughs) You are not marionetting us to keep the show going. If you do, please (laughs) reenact popcorn dances. 
<laughs> you are not doing this, but if you do, <laughs> that's my final wish. Oh, God. Um, so the dead are laid down in special rooms in the family home where they are symbolically fed, cared for, and taken out. Very much still a part of the relatives' lives. I'm going to need a very good lawyer. So when our voices randomly change on this podcast one day, and it all sounds like Tiffany's bad attempt at ventriloquism. Maybe ask a few questions. Maybe. So on to the skull burials. Kiri Body is a sovereign island nation of the Pacific where the traditional burial customs is for people to lay their deceased out in their homes for up to 12 days, depending on the status, before interning them. Months after the internment, the body is dug up, the skull is removed, cleaned, and polished and placed in their homes. Customs say the presence of the skull allows for the spirit to be welcomed by the native god, Naka, to the northern end of the island. So my initial thought was, oh, I don't know about having skulls in my house. But then I started thinking about it, like something would ever happen to you or even you. Like, I don't think you'd be comfortable with this, but I think you would be. I'd want your skulls chilling in the house. I am not gracing the top of your Christmas tree. No, no, <gasps> no, no, no. I won't put you at the top of my Christmas tree, but Ashley, you're, you're there. And Haven't we already had a conversation about if one of us ever has to have anything amputated, removed, I was, like chopped? <laughs> um. The other we would keep the bones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We I did. mean, we can't decapitate you and keep your skull. I get that. But that is called murder. That is no. murder. If something. <laughs> no, it would Rangers. be afterwards. <laughs> it would be afterwards. We'd be very sad about it, but we want your skull. I mean, if you're just going to float away on fire and we're turning one. How many bones are in your foot? Five, <laughs> six, seven, like eight oh. of your bones oh into my. fireworks. Then what's one more missing? There are more bones in your foot than eight. I see at least three on this toe. There's five. One, two, three, four, five. Times three. Five times three. No, this one only has two. But each toe bone isn't recognized. Is it? It's a phalange, a metatarsal, metacarpal. Do I need to get a skeleton for the studio? Yes, please. <clears throat> All right. What's the next ritual? Um. So though it is now banned. Ooh, intrigued. In India, sati was a funeral practice in which recently widowed women threw themselves onto their husband's funeral. Less intrigued. Pyre, pyre, pyre. Pyre rhymes with fire. But it starts with the P. The custom was seen as, quote, voluntary, but there were many instances in which women were forced to commit sati, Mm -hmm. sometimes even dragged against their will to the fire. No one is certain how the ritual got started, but one suggestion is that it was introduced to prevent wives from killing their wealthy husbands and marry their real lovers. Another possibility is that it was seen as a way for husband and wife to enter the afterlife together so that they could thwart opportunistic female angels. So that a female angel would not seduce the Got husband. Got it. Okay. Are there male angels? I'm not sure it, with their culture if they believe that there are or not. But that was the whole reason they wanted the woman to go with the husband so that a female angel couldn't skew him, I guess. Interestingly, Indian in India was not the first and only culture to adopt this tradition. Other ancient societies that practice something similar to sati include Egyptians, Greeks, Scythians, S-C-Y-T-H-I-A-N-S. Okay. Scythians. I probably should have looked that one up. Sorry, guys. I'm so glad that I didn't live in those times, man. I mean, I would have been killed real quickly because I would have been like, ha, ha, yeah, no, no, no. Nope. The angels can have him. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be happier. He'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I'll be up there at some point. Uh I'll rescue him. But right now, no, I'm good. Seduce away. He needs it. (laughs) Just let him enjoy himself. So- On to the Aboriginal rights in Australia. 
The best part of an Aboriginal death ritual is that the family members get to keep a souvenir afterwards. Woohoo! Usually the bones of the deceased. Following the passing of a family member, the body was placed atop a raised platform covered with leaves and branches where it was left to decompose, a process that would often take months. In some cases, the liquid from the decaying corpse was collected and rubbed all over the bodies of young men to pass oh. on the good qualities of the deceased person. What good qualities? Oh, I don't know. They could have been someone super <gasps> special in the culture. Imagine if they go to rub it on you and they trip and like it splashes and gets in your... Because <laughs> <laughs> having it on your body isn't bad enough. No, that sucks. But also, I don't want it... Tiffany? Body juice. Brain yeah. juice. Um, I also read somewhere that if the person was murdered, sometimes they could like read the juices and it would give them clues about like what happened to them. Tea leaves? Yeah. Mm. Except for like body matter. Uh. Oh. <laughs> In all of the episodes we've done, that was a noise I don't think. <laughs> That's uh. disgusting. <laughs> so like you figure out who murdered the poor dude and then smother the dude on another dude to transfer the powers no you wouldn't the, you wouldn't do that to the murderer like you would just no, read the juice to I, I read that that was part of like a belief in aboriginal culture okay is that they could read basically the remains okay after the bones were retrieved they would be painted with red ochre the bones were then either placed in a cave or inside of a hollowed out log and in some cases they would be worn by the relatives for up to a year some tribes also refused to utter the name of the deceased and completely disregarded any property they left behind. The entire ritual was to ensure that the ego component of the deceased spirit did not get too comfortable hanging out with the living. Ooh, okay. I could see that. I absolutely could see that because one of my fears, and I know this is this is a weird one for me because like when it comes to an afterlife, I have very weird non-beliefs, but I always do fear that like... They're going to get stuck here trying to get some unfinished business and then they're going to be left and everybody's going to die off and they're going to be so sad. Who what? are you talking about? Anybody who dies. Oh, honey. It's a problem. <laughs> you okay? No. It's good. So we need to make sure that you're completely disposed of. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. Okay. One way we could do that is uh, some cultures believe the best way to honor the dead is to eat them. No. Yes. <laughs> Eat me. Uh, which is referred to as endocannibalism. Okay. Or just cannibalism. No, you don't. You're not going to. Mur don't murder me to eat me. Well, that's not the whole thing of cannibalism. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> um, these, quote, feast of the dead are a way to forge a permanent connection between the living and recently deceased. I have enough of a connection with y'all. Please and thank you. <laughs> Too much. It's also a cathartic way to express the loathing and fear associated with death and its tragic aftermath. Is it? To some people, maybe. Um, the Yanomami of the Amazon are one of the famous tribes that still take part in this practice. Um, it's believed that now they will do so by mixing the cremains with a banana paste and serve that to the tribe. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I'm about to say, that sounds better for some reason. That's like the rumor that uh, Tupac's buddies... Uh Smoked, smoked him. him. I would rather do that. Like, okay, my southerners here. Does anybody know what I mean when I say dusty gravy? No. Uh, it's got that like burnt. 
it tastes, taste to it. Like it's done. Like when they don't, you don't cook off all the flour when you're making gravy. Yeah, and you it don't tastes cook like off the flour. Yeah, yeah, you like you cook down flour. You when you, you have to like make, make a roux and completely blend it in and cook that down before you add in the cream and so everything. So it's shitty gravy. Yeah, but it tastes like dusty. dusty. So it's basically like when you're making the gravy and you're mixing everything together, you have to start off by mixing butter and flour. And if you don't get that completely incorporated, you get like these little balls. And then once you mix in the liquid, the balls start to open and you get just like dry flour in your gravy and it tastes dusty. That's what I think that dead cannibal paste would taste like. It would be dusty gravy. That is extremely descriptive and now I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to pass is the long-winded she'd rather puff puff pass she's gonna pass on your gravy so what is the next one we don't intend to disrespect an entire culture for so the next one is called fama daihana which is the turning of the bones the malagasy people of madagascar have a famous ritual called fama daihana or the turning of the bones once every five to seven years a family has a celebration at its ancestral crypt where the bodies wrapped in cloth are exhumed and sprayed with wine or perfume as the band plays at the lively event family members dance with the bodies for some it's a chance to pass family news to the deceased or ask for their blessing for other it's a time to remember and tell stories the custom is based on the belief that the soul doesn't exit the body immediately, but can take many years. Similar to the Toranjans of Indonesia, they celebrate their ancestors with the Manane festival. During the festival, they will dig up their relatives, care for their remains by cleaning them, and take them out to the village for a walk. Manane is a sort of second funeral, and families will hang out with their be- beloved dead relatives and even light up a smoke for them if they're craving some, quote, after-death nicotine. So you have a picture of somebody and then like if you saw them like right before they passed or like when they were really sick and like that's the last memory you have of them. Mm -hmm. That's already hard enough. I couldn't imagine bringing them out of their tomb after multiple years and then that being the new memory you have of them. I see what you mean there, but I'm also thinking back to when my grandpa passed away and I remember at his funeral, I was staring at him and I was thinking like, that's my grandpa, but he's not there. But whenever they were like, everybody was filing out and they were going to like line up to go. Uh, we didn't bury him there. He was cremated. But like when everybody was filing out of the funeral home, mm-hmm. I couldn't leave the casket because it was like, as soon as I leave here, like this is my last yeah. time to see him. As soon as I leave here, I'm never going to see him again. And I could not bring myself to leave. So I could see like knowing in your mind, this is not grandpa right but at the same time like knowing that you get to see that's the last like tangible connection yeah fair i could see that i don't know i just i wouldn't do it but right (laughs) but you could see why some may so last two that i have again kind of plays on the other one is a is called the parade celebrating the life of the deceased can take many forms a tradition from Varanasi, India, involves parading the dead through the streets. The bodies are dressed in colors that highlight the virtues of the deceased, like red for purity, yellow for knowledge. Um, In an effort to encourage souls to reach salvation, ending with the cycle of reincarnation, the bodies are sprinkled with water from the Ganji River and then cremated at the town's main cremation grounds. And last, how I want to go out is with the jazz burial in New Orleans. I was really hoping you'd bring this up because the whole time I'm thinking about when we were at dinner and we saw the parade come through and we were all asking and everybody's like, well, it's either a wedding or a funeral. funeral. 
<laughs> so. Um, so it's basically like Tiffany just said, kind of your stereotypical image of New Orleans. Um, the boisterous jazz tinged funeral processions, which fuse West African, French and African-American traditions. Funerals in New Orleans strike an unmatched balance between joy and grief as mourners are led by a marching band. The band will typically play sorrowful songs at first and lead you to the burial ground. However, once the body is buried, they shift to an upbeat note, and the evening is filled with cathartic dancing, drinking, and partying, and is generally a huge part of the event to commemorate the life of the deceased. Yes. Y'all lead me to my uh, cremation tomb or body farm. However, I go out with a jazz funeral procession, please. I I will make sure that happens for you. Preferably in New Orleans, because I've kind of grown fond of that place over the past couple years. It's a good one. But yeah, so there's some more options for you. Hot diggity dang. I like it. Get a girl. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. dog. And (laughs) options for your family on how they can celebrate you years after you've passed on. Uh, It will be difficult. Don't worry, Rebecca. It will be difficult with you uh, having your Viking, not full like chieftain Viking funeral, but your Viking funeral to... uh, have us turn your bones, so you're good. It's like that's done on purpose. Except for your head. I was about to say, except for her head and the part of her foot that we keep from the fire. Just drink bourbon from me every now and then, and we might be able to make that work. From you? Uh-huh. From your you're skull? Not you're giving skull us permission? Goblets? Yeah, we're I was m- going to make a planter, since you're such that a we plant can lady. Dig out that we can grow catnip in. Boom. Also, the foot has 26 bones, by the way. Wow. <laughs> You seem so genuinely excited about that. She that was as shocked at herself. It's <laughs> a lot of bones. Much more than eight. <laughs> Much more than eight. A little more than three times eight. <laughs> a little more. Twenty-four plus two. Why you gotta make it complicated? I didn't. And on that 26 note, twenty-six bones. Wow. All right. On that note, remember, friends. Everyone's going to die. Figure out what you want to do after you do. Um, And also, you have something that you find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. I found 19. (laughs) Are you counting bones in your foot? And I'm working my way towards the back. So it's... That's good, yeah. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. Help us buy a skeleton. <laughs> Keep it strange, lovelies. I see. I, I've got 20. 20? Goodbye. No. 22. So, but it, this goes all the way up to the ankle. Yeah. That's the foot. Bye, guys. Bye.